because she wasn't the only one, right? Um, that this is so common for us that it's not even a... Uh, but that's the stuff that I, that I want to do. That's the work I want to do is for her because I was that same girl and I didn't have anybody and I didn't tell anyone until I was 40. So like, how do you... How does that change you as a person and the success in your life? Because you're just dealing with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the work I want to do. And that's the healing I want to get to. The Transformative Marks podcast explores how Indigenous tattoo artists, cultural tattoo practitioners, and ancestral skin markers transform this world for the better. Dot by dot, line by line, and stitch by stitch. My name is Dion Kazis. I'm a Hungarian, Métis, and Intikatmuk professional tattoo artist and ancestral skin marketer. I started the work of reviving my ancestral Intikatmuk skin marking practice over a decade ago. I've helped, supported, and trained practitioners and tattoo artists here on Turtle Island. In this podcast, I sit down with Indigenous tattoo artists, cultural tattoo practitioners, and ancestral skin markers from across the globe bringing you behind the scenes of this powerful, transformative, and spiritual work. Um, I'm Holly Nordbaum, originally from Katsubio, Alaska, above the Arctic Circle, and um, traditional tattooer. Uh, my grandparents on my mother's side are Annie and John Schaefer, and on my father's side, Lillian and Lester Nordlam, and they're Norwegian, of Norwegian descent. So um, there's my mix, my mom's side, Inuk, and my dad's side, Norwegian. Yeah. So, um, you know, people, people want to reach out to you. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, I'm all over. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood, if she could. <laughs> cool. And Instagram. Uh, but Holly Nordlam on Facebook and um I'm all over the place. Just a Google search will get my website. And um, N-O-R-D-L-U-M um, is my last name. So, which I've been struggling. Like, maybe I shouldn't even use it. Yeah. That's no very Norwegian, right? So Yeah, and I think about that. But, you know, because my last name is Hungarian. So, for me, but it's also, like, honoring all of who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, part of that is, you know, and my interviews are usually just conversations. Right, right, right. Are, focused around a few questions but part of that i think is you know not bifurcating our identity because yes that's part of who we are exactly if we try to fragment ourselves then that fragments our psychology fragment exactly and if we can't we have to love already living in a duality yeah. and that only i think exacerbates the issue right yeah. Um, so yeah so i'm I'm sticking with my also like when you grow up in the village you work on your identity your PR uh, from age 10 on and I've worked really hard on it so I'm not going to let that go for a name change <laughs> not for no man not for no society <laughs> so what got you into uh, the work that you're doing in terms of the revival work oh yeah so I think being I was an artist for uh, almost 20 years uh, and I was doing artwork all kinds. I kind of do multimedia stuff, but uh, calling out the issues in our community worldwide. Well, at first I started in our little neck of the woods, northern Alaska, and then I realized it's more. Uh, and the more you travel, the more you realize any indi an indigenous population is, is suffering. And 
um, suffering like we are. And the stories of colonization are so similar and uh, everything's so similar that um, then we started traveling just in with uh, ICC, Inuit Circumpolar Council, and reaching all Inuk uh, in Canada, Greenland, Alaska, and Russia, right? So then we started doing that. Um, I had worked with ICC as a teenager, so I knew it was out there. And then I was lucky enough that a good friend of mine became the president of ICC International. So that has been a lovely uh, connection for me to all Inuk and, and, and how I got to Greenland. Um, but, um, calling out the issues in our communities, I felt like, uh, and processing that pain in myself as an artist, eventually I started to feel like I'm not doing enough positive. Um, so in the last five years, I've just been trying to, uh, doing things that celebrate us as people, as we were saying last night about, um, yeah, we are marginalized and yes, there is oppression and yes, there's all this bad stuff. We are, that we are the products of, uh, cultural genocide that now I, I just wanted to do something more positive and uplifting because we are suffering. Um, and tattooing, uh, in our early, discussions with uh, funders, I had hoped it would bring this healing. I have a really bad Western tattoos, and I was like, even that was healing, uh, bringing, inflicting uh, pain on someone can be so cathartic in the internal struggle that we have, and um, I'd hope that's what we would do from then on for our Native women, and then eventually our Native men, and um, and so far, it's been so rewarding. I almost feel like you're put in this path. And it was like it's been a roller coaster of me just like flowing with it. And and that often speaks to what was meant to be. So I, I kind of love that um, that was the journey that got me uh, tattooing. I wish, as I was saying, um, that my body would keep up with my like get up and go. Uh, but I'm 47 this year. And that's getting a little, it's getting a little tough on my body. So I just have to be more cognizant of, uh, and, and make sure I bring apprentices with, you know, so that I'm continuing the cycle and it doesn't disappear again for us. So you touched on it a little bit. You know, we, we had a little bit of a conversation about it last night. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been really thinking a lot about is this idea of tattoo medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. And so I wonder if, you know... Is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing in terms of, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, historical uh, tattooing for your communities and yeah. in terms of healing? Yeah. And then how is that manifesting today or is it different or, you know, yeah. what comes up for you when I say that? Right. No, I, I'm a believer. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. It can be so healing. I think traditionally... I mean, if you just look at the, our tattoo patterns, like the, there were women tattoos on the breasts. To me, that speaks right to medicine as a mother. Like, I'm like, oh, she got mastitis. They're trying to cure it with like either bloodletting or, you know, they're trying to fix the things. Uh, but even the celebration of a woman's marker in her life is fixing the things, right? Like, 
it's healing. So I'm all about it. I think at Western uh, medicine, because of whatever the politics, insurance, pharmacy, uh, conglomerates that, um, it does a disservice in not recognizing the spiritual aspect of healing, which can be even more powerful. Um, and I, it's not like I'm anti Western medicine. I just think complementary. I just took this trip to Nome and it was funded by the, um, for Indigenous Peoples Day. It was funded by Norton Sound Health, which is the hospital up there. And I feel like that was a big step in the direction we want to go. Um, to partner with, uh, as tribal healers, uh, all of us, and not just tattooing, but like plants and medicine, uh, touch, um, massage, uh, traditional massage, touching, um, that, that can all complement Western medicine and, and really do some soul healing. Because I think when Western medicine can hardly deny that that's what breaks people, yeah, yeah is that constant. Uh, broken soul, broken heart, um, and how we can uh, integrate holistic healing. Um, I've partnered with amazing Native physicians who have now turned tribal. Uh, so Western physicians who are, are Native and now have gone tribal. And I, uh, I love that story so much because um, they have that experience of Western medicine, right? They've done the 20 years of study, so they could practice and then like this isn't working we can't holistically heal this person without um touching on the root cause which is the spirit yeah it's very interesting i always you know uh another thing especially you know having a lot of uh female two-spirit uh students mm -hmm. you know um the whole conversation around you know appropriate touch Yes, right? yes, uh, yes, and yes. Not only that, but like taking control of your body in a yes. way that identifies. My friend Amy says, you know, it makes us visible. Yeah. You know, because she's very fair. And, right. You know, I'm very she fair. Says, you know, <laughs> when people fair. look at you, if they can see something other than a native person, they'll see that. Exactly. Right. And so she, you know, we just skin stitched her chin. This oh, morning. nice. Good for you. Because yeah. I'm wary of that. Because skin stitching can be a little bit unpredictable. Yeah. So I, I haven't done a whole yeah. chin yet. Oh, face. But I'm working on it. You got it. I'll get you there. Got it. I'll get there. Yeah. Also, I have to find the right girl. Yeah. She has to be woke like yeah and that's that's one of the things you know i've uh i've done a few little like up here with yeah stitch, yeah me too full yeah for oh good for you it's just like if it's anybody yeah you know, it's gonna be her and, yeah you know, it's quite an honor that she asked me. exactly so I, like, okay. I love that i love when people come to you with their yeah and it's like and also because i am uh, you know a man yeah Right, and yep. so it was quite an honor to yeah. be asked to give that gift. Well, I, I wonder that too. Like, it's so it's so great as a man. I, I would love to have like a man, a young man, come to us and want to do the piercing, the traditional piercings and stuff. Because I would love to offer that to our men. Yeah, this the pride. It's so interesting with our men because our women, we're I'm lined up to get tavlagons, to give tavlagons, to give the chin tattoo. But the men have a real hard time with the face. American Inuk men have a real hard time with the face. And 
I don't know. Uh, that, you know, I always think it's like kind of that laugh, that sacredness of the face. And, you know, part of that is, you know, you know, uh, tattooing the face is going against those Western body norms. And exactly. And why, as women, you think we'd be more resistant. Yeah. But, uh, well, and some of us are, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just feel like I wish I could get more of our men. I'm getting close. I'm I'm picking up the right men, yeah. and um, they will start the the ball rolling. Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot of stuff too, you know, in terms of when I think about uh, you know our uh, Western constructions of masculinity. Yes, those type of things yes rules toxic. Yes, very toxic. toxic. You know, yes. especially in terms of sexuality and pornography. Emotion, of, even bad. showing emotion. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, that whole all of those bravado. things. You know, uh, it makes me very sad for a lot of our men. Yes, yes. Uh, just because we don't have that ability to find who we are, and you know, so, and then some of us who are, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, in touch with our femininity, our ability to share, you know, where right. we're at, who, mm -hmm. you know, how we're feeling about those things, um, they. It's unsafe in a lot of places. Right. Right. But part exactly. of me, for, for me, it's easier just because I'm a big dude. Yeah. Right. I'm just be like, oh, fuck. I know. Like, so, like, <laughs> so, like, nice to be a big dude yeah, and be no. open like that. Uh, I just, it's, it's, it's interesting as a little Inukuman, right? Because already we're um, culturally kind of giving. Yeah. Right. Mothering of everyone. So to walk around, I've kind of mastered walking like this tourist season in Alaska. We get, you know, millions of people. And um, it's kind of made me, uh, I've got a harder shell. Yeah. yeah. You just have to. Otherwise, you'd be hurt at every Costco visit or every parking lot interaction. Um, and I just don't have time for that. Yeah. Uh, negativity. It used to hurt me and I used to have to process. Now I'm not even, yeah. I just move on. Yeah. And it's uh, not about you. <laughs> yeah. That first realization, uh, when it wasn't about me, when an Inuk man was following me and saying, he was behind me. I was at the native hospital, which is our place. And he, he's my mom's agent. He was following behind me. Who do you think you are? You, you know, I, in the elevator after I, the doors closed, I cried. And then I realized it wasn't about me at all. No, poor fucker. Like, yeah. poor guy had to go through so much and it's so, it's just, yeah. so much pain. Yeah. So it's hard to see someone who, who comes from such privilege, right? He, I didn't have to go through anti-Inupak stuff, uh, except in my own little family. My dad, yeah, whatever. Like, in comparison, I wasn't sent off to boarding school except by choice. You know, it's just a very different... Um, so I wish I had had not had that knowledge and been able to turn and say, I love you and I'm sorry. Yeah. And then I think also, too, in those circumstances, I would say it's, it's not your labor right. either. Right, right, right. But I, I didn't have to be so dismissive either. I could just a, like... Yeah. Just just a, a gesture would have been enough yeah. to uh, yeah, just, support. Yeah, it's, it's support. okay. It's yeah, okay. I hear you. I hear yeah. you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess we talked about it a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's a 
kind of a deeper level of what we were talking about in terms of uh, healing. And I would just ask, you know, when you think about that, that idea of healing, what are the things that you see we're healing from? Oh, well, I'm sure you know, but, um, well, colonization, uh, the loss of everything, not just culture, not just roles, not just sexuality, not just education. Uh, one day we're living one way, they take our kids away, and the next day we're living another way, right? That, that uh, harsh reality of one life and then another life. And then the, the, the dual roles we play in those cultures as we, we grow, um, that can be painful. Also, as Native women, and I don't know what the statistics are in Canada. I just assume they are the same. But 90% of us in Alaska are sexually abused in some way. Um, as adults, as children, as infants, uh, there is abuse happening. Physical, sexual, verbal. I would say 100% of us suffer from some kind of abuse. And, and those abuses directed at us. That's not historical trauma, which we're carrying, but that's right here and now. That abuse is happening right here and now. Um, that that can be painful and stunt so much growth. And turn, and then you turn to self-medication because of those issues, because the pain is so deep. Um, those things are the things I, I, I talk about, and that's what I, I'm hoping we're healing from. I had a young girl come to me for her first tattoo and it was fun right it was fun until I said that's a statistic and and she said um I mean she just broke down and she'd never shared the story of her abuse which had just happened like six months before and she had no she'd never told anyone and just to be there to listen and to love and to tell her she's not alone that that had nothing to do with her Right, she's six. She's seventeen when I saw her, so she's a little young. But I, I knew there was a lot there that she was dealing with, and she, I knew she was also having suicidal thoughts. So when we did a small tattoo for her, I just wanted her to know that I was there for her. That she don't have to tell everybody else. It's okay. Yeah. That you can just tell me. I'll forget it. Like I, I, um, I, I can just be with it. Um, because she wasn't the only one, right? Um, that this is so common for us that it's not even a... Uh, but that's the stuff that I, that I want to do. That's the work I want to do is for her because I was that same girl and I didn't have anybody and I didn't tell anyone until I was 40. So, like, how do you... How does that change you as a person and the success in your life? Because you're just dealing with that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the work I want to do. And that's the healing I want to get to. And often they come in and we talk boys first, right? We're he, 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 he. And then before we know it, we're crying and they're spilling their guts. And I, that's the real work. That's the stuff that makes me proud of what I'm doing. And, and, I often, if you're not ready to tell me, when you're ready, turn to another Native girl. Yeah. You don't even have to use me, yeah, right? Exactly. That we can be there for each other. And I think that's the way we heal as a community, is to be there for each other, talk to each other, 
and r like you say, rise up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we can do. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, uh, thank you for your courage. Oh, please. You as well. Uh, it looks you have a hard time to have a I still have to say it, you know, as, uh, you know, I have to dishonor the courage that you Thank have. Thank you. To share those things and yes. put it in that subjective reality of, you know, this is us. Yes. Right? And right. not to put it out there, but to own it. Right? Yes. Right. So, uh, yeah, just holding you up. Thank you. Thank you, you too. And it's so lovely to see you again. I can't even. And then I would say, you know, and if if there's anything, you know, I can do. Me too. Me too. Just let me know. Me too. I think together um, we can be uh, more. We can do more. Yeah. We can make, uh, I think as a team, that we can make the outside world see more. Yeah, definitely. I have a hard time in Alaska. It's a red state, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, like retired military mostly, and that's real hard for me. And there's a lot of anti-native uh, propaganda, uh, talk, yeah. whisperings, yeah. attitude, and I I really want to change how we we do that. And any way I can do that. So you know we we talked a little bit about you know the challenges with the 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 work that we do in terms of our body. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, but we also carry not only a physical burden, but a, you know, a mental, right. physical, a spiritual. Are there any things that you do that you would feel comfortable sharing to deal with that? You know, how yeah. do you work through that? How do you carry that burden? Well, first I want to acknowledge that I'm obviously not doing that great of a job, even though I, I say I am. I, I feel it physically. And I think a lot of that has, is up here and then transforms uh, to my body. I joke about being old, but I think it's just a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So I need to get better at that. But fortifying, uh, fortifying before every session. I, I burn sage. I'm doing everything, like the little things. I use CBD oil. I use uh, traditional oils. Uh, not oils. I use traditional plants and medicine uh, for my shoulder and my back. Um, and then I use ergonomic as much as I can in my own studio. But um, but there is definitely some fortification that I could uh, and still be an effective counselor, right? So I, I'm looking at more training for Sarah, I, and Jamie in those with tribal healers so that we're doing the work but being cognizant of our own bodies because like sarah she'll go five six hours and that's just treacherous to your body hunched over a tattoo even if you're ergonomic it's a lot of work and i i don't want her to be where i am in five years and be sorry she didn't was wasn't more fortified wasn't more cognizant and uh educated about how to protect herself um, I do feel like it's what I can give yeah. and I just give Yeah, and, and that's okay for right now. Yeah. Well, I just, we're, we're in that place. Exactly. Here, but we have to train those who are coming. Out. Exactly. And that's something else is our apprentices when we find them and we start, yeah. that's what I'll work on. Yeah. I mean, 
I can't wait till Jody gets here so we can talk about her too. Because she's getting close to my age and I want her to be careful because it can be hard. And I think we can uh, learn from each other too when we start working. Oh, that's a great idea, right? Yeah, that's what I always do. Whenever I am like, Oh, no, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I do. I, I'm, I'm looking at it as a, I mean, I still come, I, I was raised in the Western system and thrived in the Western system. Um, so I fight that a lot. Like, it's okay, Holly, to be hippie-trippy or, or more spiritual than, than you were raised. It's okay. So I still, I'm still working on that. It's a process, eh? Definitely. Yeah. Um, when you, when you think about, you know, cause part of this is about archive, you know, some of, some of this stuff obviously won't get used, but right. we will archive it so that the coming generations will have access, right. you know? Um, so when you think about the coming generations, you know, and this is a very general broad, doesn't have to do anything with tattooing. Right. What is the message you want to send to those who are, you know, the people to be? Right. Well, we were talking this morning about, well, I was talking this morning about what my kids look like, and, and those are the Inuk men of the future, right? These one-fourth, one-eighth Inuks. Um, but I have said this to people who approach me about questions about their ancestry, right? I did the DNA test, and it turns out I'm Inuk. Um, what I w really am trying to get across to the next generation is that it is our responsibility um, to keep this alive. That our ancestors survived, our grandparents survived, and our parents survived so that we could take this on as a people. Like, oh, we have a responsibility to them. And they would want us to... Um, because I want them. <laughs> if we think, like I was saying this morning about um, we are only the product of our ancestors, um, I want the next generation to know who they are and to celebrate it and to keep it alive because if they're not doing it, it's gone, right? Unless all of us are putting the education into our children, it will be gone. So. Um, that would be my biggest message to the next generation. There's no Hamzies. Yeah. You are Inuk. And that you have a responsibility to me, my mom, her mom, and, and, and all the Atatas, the grandfathers before us, to celebrate who that part of you. Because the other part is being very nicely secured. The Western parts of where everybody's living in. But the Inuk part... Um, it is our responsibility. And if you don't know, go find out. Be confident enough, and it's hard because we all come from abuse, just to try. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I just want you to remember that no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've been through, what you've done, that you are amazing and beautiful, and I'm excited to see you next week. If you haven't already subscribed, please go and do so. And if you have subscribed, I appreciate you following the Transformative Marks podcast. And the last thing that I will ask you is to do me a solid and share this episode with somebody that you think will enjoy it. Thanks a lot and see you next week.